All right. Good evening, <laughs> fellas. How's everybody doing? Hey, doing doing good. How are you? Good, good. But this is episode twenty-two. Can you believe it? We're we're almost uh, to the halfway point of a year. Is, that, is, right? it, is yeah. that really the episode number? Because I've just been copying pasting the episodes over and over and hoping I update the number. Is that our I real number? So. I believe it to be. Yes, I think it's up. Okay. Yeah. This is episode 22. It's July 26, 2023. And I'll get this out of the way right now because I don't think I said it last week. It's just three. This is Aspiring Minds. It's just three lawyer friends goofing off. Nothing we say should be taken as legal advice. That applies to last week's or two weeks ago. episode. <laughs> that wasn't legal advice either. Yeah. Retroactively, or, it's all or, or factual information, or no, in any way not. correct. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we give legal advice. Well, two out of three of us give legal advice, uh, <laughs> but not during this show. None of this should be considered legal advice, especially no. not for you, dear listener. This is not yes. legal advice for you. Uh, meanwhile, uh, did you say your name? I didn't, but I'm Andrew Leahy. I am a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey, and I'm joined as always by Jason Ramsland. He's a employment attorney extraordinaire, I'm, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know if extraordinaire is right. Uh, I felt like a lawyer again this week. I uh, actually appeared in court. I wore a suit. Uh, it was outstanding. Yeah. I'm suing somebody's bad boss for sex discrimination because they said, this is a job for women. This isn't a job for women. This is a job for men. So oh, I felt like no. a real lawyer. Yeah. Don't do that guys. Uh, no, well, that's bad. You shouldn't do that because it's bad and nasty and illegal and just wrong, morally reprehensible. Uh, but as long as you keep doing it, I'll keep suing you bad bosses. If you're in the, they're, the, they're the making Hoosier your job. state, right? They're, yeah, making, if, they're getting you money. Yeah. Yeah. That's from right. themselves. I mean, you know what? If magically everybody stopped being a bad boss at, for just the entire state of Indiana and the state of Georgia and occasionally, very rarely, one time Florida, uh, then you know what? I'd find a different kind of law to practice. Yeah. I'd write I'd write people's wills or, you know, help people adopt children. Like that sounds great. Uh, but for now, I'm suing mm. people's bad bosses because it feels like a good thing to do. What about you, Jacob? Tell us about you. Oh, yeah, what are you hi. doing down there in yeah, the Sunshine I, yeah, State? Uh, yes, it? I am okay. uh, Jake. Not, Jacob not that Sunshine State. The other uh, Sunshine State. There's more than one. Wait, there's two. Is California yeah. the Sunshine? California yeah. is the Golden State. Uh, yeah. Not if you ask Golden Tupac. State killer. He's going to welcome everybody to the Wild by Wait, Wild by West, a state that's untouchable, like Elliot Ness. That's that's Will Smith. Isn't that Will Smith? What the hell is happening here? That's no, Will no, Smith. No. no. Oh my goodness, you guys. This is. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm pretty sure. I think this is you this time. <laughs> no, we in that sunshine state where that excellent. Oh my goodness, guys! It's California Love by Tupac. Give me a break. Oh, but you sang Dr. Wild, oh, Wild yeah. West. Oh no, wait, no. But that isn't that Biggie rapping that. No, that's Tupac that says that part. Yes. Oh boy, I'm right. You are wrong. Okay. The but, internet. But to will, be clear, this is the, this is the Wild, most Wild embarrassing West. moment in our podcast history. Right? I just want to say. Oh my goodness! Yes. We, either way, either it? way it goes. I. Should you're right. Stop? It is California love. Should we just stop and start over? I feel like we should stop and start over. <laughs> yeah. No. Roll the tape. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I do construction and land use attorney stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. You can go back to your intro now. No, that was it. That was the intro. That, I mean, oh, okay. that, that, that's all I had. I just wanted to introduce you guys and let everybody know who was talking. So when you made the, uh, when one person said the lyrics from a Will Smith song and the other no. person correctly <laughs> identified them, and then the first person switched what song he was singing <laughs> to gaslight the second person, because you definitely sang Wild Wild West. No, I but said, Wild Wild West is, I said, is a lyric in California Love. I said, let me welcome everybody to the Wild Wild West, which by the way, is not a line in the song. Wild Wild West oh, by Will Smith. Okay. It is a line in the song California Love oh. by Tupac and Dre. <laughs> if, P, if this was a video podcast, people would see my shoulders just Tupac dropped and- as I realized I was wrong. And okay, Jason is right. 
Oh, you, can, right. you can hear in the background, you can hear Jacob clicking on his clicky keyboard Furiously. to, yeah. to yeah, verify I was, I was just, that I'm correct. I was correct. verifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Three puck lyrics. Yeah. And Vindif. Oh my goodness. Three puck. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so, did you, uh, oh, did y'all uh, see that there was a, like, there was a search in I Las saw, Vegas yeah. Yeah. in the Tupac killing? Yeah. Nothing came of it, right? Like, I don't know if, the, if anything came of it. I don't know if they, they would say one way or another. It was but like a was, warrant being executed, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're investigating. Oh, yeah, for a house of a gang member who something who says I mean, he witnessed it. Okay. So what, so why would you be raiding his house? What, what are you going to find in there if he witnessed it? A tape? Yeah. You know, his diary. Is there, who's <laughs> right. Dear Even diary if I, today. If I had committed a murder in 1994, um, I don't think I would even, I don't think I'd be capable of keeping all that evidence with me until 2023. Okay. Well, because first of it'd all, be like, it's yeah, 1996 and how 1996. You? Sorry. I'm only saying that cause I'm reading the article right now and I can I see fl- it. I, I flipped I, it with, uh, Kurt Cobain. Um, yeah, but I agree with you. Yeah. I would have lost it. I would have lost yeah. the, like the gun that killed Tupac. I would have been in one of the moves. I, it wouldn't have made it to college or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so maybe he made a confession and it got recorded on a home security system, and they're taking the SD card out of the recorder. Okay, I don't know. It could be any yeah. number of things, and I'm not yeah. even the. I'm. I've never been a criminal lawyer. I'm just you know spitballing here, yeah. Jake. You 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 were a public defender. You know all about these shenanigans. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a million things that it could have been. I just if you're an officer, I, I'm really curious as to how they ended up getting a warrant for a search in this kind of case of a how of a place in general, they must have had something interesting coming to mm. their lap to make it worth searching a place. Cause at some point you lose your probable cause that there is evidence there once it's, I don't know, right. Th- th- 30 years. I think yeah. 30 years is pretty long. So well, apparently they were looking for laptops and other, I'm reading from, I'll put it in the show notes on NBC news article, looking for laptops and other electronic devices at the home of a gang member who said he was in the car with the superstar rapper when he was fatally shot in Las Vegas in 1996. Mm. Wayne. Oh, so he's Davis, a victim. Too. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder, I'm, I'm assuming what it would be was like really close to the joke you've made, which is like somebody's, diary or posts they made yeah. or something they're writing. Maybe they see, maybe he said he was working yeah. on a book or something, right? Maybe. Uh, probably what they're doing for is trying to find the shirt that he was wearing that night and looking for, you know, a hair that's left on it now, what, 27 years later, 29 mm-hmm. years later, whatever it is. Yeah. That's they think that he, he was in the car. He knows exactly who did it. Doesn't want right. to snitch. Uh, but he wrote it down so, in his laptop. Yeah. He wrote his it down in his, in his diary, which he then digitized. Right. For, you know, for posterity. Yeah. But presumably it wouldn't be a laptop from 1996. So he wrote it down yeah. in his diary probably later. Right. He emailed it. He emailed it to someone. He emailed something to somebody saying, yeah, I never believe what I just saw. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Guess mercy. he's dead. He yeah. paid, he paged somebody. Right. That, you know, and they're getting records of the pager. Yeah. Right. Okay. So believe it or not, listeners, this was not <laughs> a, a whole rehearsed mini topic. That's a whole, whole litany of, mini that's a whole of terrible <laughs> ideas. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. was not a rehearsed mini topic that we were going to cover. We're going to cover a lot of weird stuff, but uh, uh, the killing of, of Tupac was not one of them. I think yeah, our no. first thing is we want to talk about the, uh, the strike a little bit, right? Yeah, the the uh, Writers sure. Guild. Writers Guild, Screen Actors Guild. You know, this yeah. is like old news at this point, but uh, right. uh, yeah, I mean, that, this is kind of crazy that like all of Hollywood's basically shut down for seemingly for a while. Cause they like, they aren't even talking at this point. 
Yeah. And now stuff is movies are getting pushed back. Uh, and it's like partially connected to our stuff because one of the big fights is like is AI and how how Hollywood studios are going to be able to use AI voice and AI, yeah. you know, person right. personality stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the last apparently the last offer from the studios who are all represented by AMPPP for the last offer offer from the studios was for background actors. We basically, if you sign up for your, if you are a just normal working actor, you sign up for one day, we get to use you forever. Right. Uh, they, they take pictures a, of as you a member of the it. background, not as right. like a starring member, but as a member of the background, yeah. which is kind of, kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, but also theoretically they could just like make CGI back. I don't know. That was it's my weird. thought too. I read it. So my initial thought when they were talking about the, the concerns over AI likenesses was I thought obviously the lead actors and actresses, right. Is yeah. that's what I was imagining was like the, the, you know, top build people would be just duplicated and, you know, used in every right. or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I hadn't considered the background actor thing, but then when I, so my initial take on it was when I heard it, like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a real concern. They hire you for one day. They, you know, put you in a trailer and somebody, one of the articles I read, there was a background actor that said this happened to him. He, they took him to a trailer. He took some pictures and he assumes that now that that was being used to be, uh, to make an AI model of, of him, like a simple, yeah. you know, basic, hmm. you know, like a skin for a video game almost. Right. But yeah. then, yeah, to, to your point, Jake, I thought once I thought about it, well, then they just won't even bother using real people. What's the difference? Like uh, background actors, nobody, it's not like a character actor situation where like you look for that, you know, that great background actor you always love. Oh man, he was great as like, you know, guy in park with dog. Nobody cares. So they'll just generate these people to be generous. You know what I mean? I I wonder. And also, I don't think they don't need to get like a a union person to do these things. They can throw in non-union people. Influencers can just go in and get themselves, you know, scan and become and be part of the background. Um, So unless I I don't know, maybe there would be a I'm not a lawyer, a labor lawyer. I wonder if there's some kind of law against the union and studios agreeing to not use the that kind of labor. I don't think that there sounds is. right, right? Because like, yeah, there's like certain like like uh, set designers and stuff. Can't you can't just hire somebody off Craigslist to come in and work on yeah. set design, right? So it seems like it's sort of a, a closed shop type situation. I mean, that actually might be a term of art. And it's <laughs> I don't all mean to be using. <laughs> well, and it's all state by state, right? You, right, like right to work versus, you know, the strength of the unions. Uh, and like country, uh, there are, there are shows still shooting because the actors were hired through other countries, unions like, uh, house of the dragon is still shooting because it was the actors were hired through the British actors union. And so they're required to keep shooting. Um, Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. I think there is a question of like what counts as background. Like what if you had a star get scanned and then you just happen to linger over that background for a very long time? It right. would seem stupid, but or like how close you get to that background. Uh, you make a you make a scene where the whole deal is we have all these famous people attending this party. You never hear them say a word, but you see a bunch of famous people that didn't actually participate in the movie. Because right. at yeah. some point back yeah. in the day, you had a scan of them. 
I think well, there's it's like, like a, think of the the maybe it's the opening scene from Zoolander, uh, where they're doing like a yeah. red carpet walk for right. you know some gala event or some fashion show or something like that. And like if that's the case, then uh, if that was the rule back in whenever Zoolander was made, what like ninety eight? I don't know two thousand two thousand one. Uh, then you're gonna have the uh, right of publicity. One of my favorite topics. Yeah. I love rights of publicity. You're gonna have a right yeah. of publicity to use the image and the likeness of Donald Trump, of Natalie Portman, of, uh, and you're gonna drag all <laughs> these people in because they played itty bitty little bit parts, uh, yeah. doing like a right. goofy intro scene from Zoolander in 2000, whatever. Like, th- yeah, that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I don't even care about this from a labor law standpoint or from, you know, uh, yeah, labor law, the power of unions, uh, or really I care about it from a right of publicity standpoint. And it is a valid exercise of contract rights for somebody to contract away, to sell away their mm-hmm. right of publicity. Like you can do that. And the issue here is I think, really the union's fight is we don't want strong, the strong man of the uh, Hollywood studios, strong arming the, especially the less influential actors who might need the job and need the money or be more inclined to do this for a pittance uh, Mm -hmm. instead of, I don't think that we're worried about, whether Tom Cruise sells the rights to his likeness so that he can be procedurally generated for Mission Impossible 53. Like, uh, great, fine. Like, Tom Cruise, you can do that if you want to. I think there's some indication that Harrison Ford kind of already has done that. Uh, And so, like, Hmm. fine, you can do that. Really, it seems to me like if the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild, if the writers are less concerned about you know, minor TV appearances and AI generating them with that. But if the Screen Actors Guild is concerned about that, uh, like, good, yes, more power to you and uh, help the weaker members of the union defend themselves against these strong arm tactics. Like, that's that's what a union is supposed to do. The influential right. folks stand up and protect the folks who are not influential who would be abused. Like, great, power to you. Jason, do you know, are there any restrictions on, on, uh, right, uh, on contracting away your right of publicity in terms of like in perpetuity or is it just entirely, you know, up to just freedom of contract? You can do as you wish. I mean, I obviously you don't know every state, but I mean, have you ever heard of a restriction, uh, you know, a state restriction on the freedom to contract your, um, right of publicity away for like in terms of term or in terms of something? No. You know, the one that I'm most familiar with, this will come as a great shock to you, is the Indiana right of publicity <laughs> statute, which is actually, right. it's a really good right of publicity statute uh, in terms of like compared against other states. Okay. So after technical glitch. Uh, <laughs> yes. Great uh, point, Jason. That was an incredible wow point. Yeah, I, man. man I gosh. loved it. Uh, okay. So I think we dropped off somewhere where I was talking about the right of publicity and like, yes. I don't know a lot in of Indiana. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the Indiana right of publicity is such a good statute that people will intentionally, uh, venue their lawsuits here because it's, uh, got oh, wow. remedies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which ordinarily it wouldn't seem like a, an appealing place to venue lawsuits. It's like the right of publicity equivalent of the Eastern district of Texas or something like that, (laughs) uh, where they seem to file every constitutional challenge. Uh, I'm sure there are reasons for that. Uh, 
so it, it makes it makes a little bit more sense when you realize that the NCAA is headquartered in Indianapolis. Uh, oh, so okay. That's that's helpful, and that's probably influential in why Indiana has such a good right of publicity statute. Uh, but there is no like limitation on what you can contract away, at least that I know of. There is a copyright ish limitation on how long after somebody's passing that you can that basically it would pass into the public domain, their likeness or something Mm -hmm. like that. I should look up this exact thing, but like, I don't think there's any limitation on alienating it. It's, you know, like the bundle of sticks from property class in law school where you can contract away all of your right of publicity or even subparts of it. Like you can contract away your, your voice or a, a particular photograph of yourself or something like that. So it, yeah, it's something that I think that actors can do. But if, if the strike is about what I understand it to be about, and it's probably like an onion, right? There are multiple yeah. layers to it. Yeah, for sure. But if this is one of the big points of contention between the parties, I think it's a great point of contention to have. You want to prevent these less powerful members of the guild from being exploited in a way that they are more likely to be experiencing economic duress and exploited into it in a way that's ultimately very harmful to them, but they can't help it. I will say, I don't think that... I think the AI thing is like a little pittance. It's not a re- the real thing that's stopping them. I think it's the fact that actors want residuals from streaming the same way they've been getting it from broadcast because that's the way that they like made it into a sustainable income which is every time an episode got broadcast they get like meaningful money right yeah um and that's that's what they're losing from streaming and all everybody that isn't named netflix is still not make losing a ton of money on streaming netflix is the only but only company that's figured it out because everybody else was just like going growth, 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 and never like never had enough to justify its existence or justify the price that was necessary. Um, so really it's the streaming residuals that are like completely off of are like completely the thing that seemed to be the huge barrier between the deal. It sucks because we got all this excitement from, from Barbenheimer and we're going to like suddenly not have any movies to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And all of our TV is going to get bad. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about uh, Barbenheimer, right? Have you seen both? I've seen both. You've seen both. Okay. Um, Quickly. I just want to say what seems interesting to me is we live in an era now where, so I was just looking at things that have been put on hold or have been outright canceled for now. Right. The tonight show is off the air late night with Seth Meyers, Saturday, Saturday night live late show with Stephen Colbert, even just the tonight show. That seemed like that would have been even 20 years ago, a huge deal. If there was some strike and there was just no tonight, that's not, there's nothing on the air at that time or there's reruns or something that would have been a massive deal. Sure. Now I mean, I like, remember the the writer strike. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. It was dire. Uh, like twenty twelve, two thousand six. Right. Is that when? When did you say, Jason? I I think it was in. I think it was in two thousand twelve. I might be wrong about that, but I distinctly remember uh, a few shows that I like that were on the air, and maybe there was more than one. Uh, but uh, I want to say that Parks and Rec was on the air when it happened. Yeah, sounds right. Because yeah. the government shut down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe 2010, maybe, maybe 2012. Um, yeah. The government shut down Parks and Rec. Yeah. It was a bit, uh, but it was a like, much more, back. 
main mainstream media big deal, you know, front front and center headline everyday thing that that writer strike was going on than this is. This was a big deal. Like you know, we've already said it's sort of old news ish. It's yeah. only been going on for a relatively short amount of time, and I th- I mean, is that owing to streaming being such a with such a long delay that for the most part nobody's watching anything that's live anymore, and so you're not really feeling it yet? Yeah. Or I, mean, I don't watch it, TV anymore, really. I don't either. Than sports. Yeah. yeah. And sports are <laughs> on strike. So uh, I wouldn't know. Jake, uh, Jake, you were right. You were closer than I was. The last one was 2007, 2008. It lasted for 14 okay. weeks from November 2007 to February 2008. So maybe it was Lost that got affected by it or something like that. In fact, yeah. I, I bet uh, you that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And of course, the writers have been on strike since like May. So yeah. they've been on strike for a while. Yeah, um, that's an even longer delay yeah. to, to feel that though, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. And that ruined Heroes. That ruined a lot of oh, shows. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's very sad. They are going to try, oh my gosh, they're going to try to write episodes with AI and it's going to be the worst thing in the world. Uh, yeah. I, I am not looking forward to that. Andor no. didn't finish filming. That makes me very sad. Well, yeah, I have a list here. Here's some things. Uh, Disney has reportedly pushed back the release dates for several films in its Avatar and Star Wars franchises amid the WGA strike. I had no idea any of these were in the pipeline, but apparently Avatar 3 is not going to happen until 2025. And Avatar 4 Fine. will be in 2029. And Avatar 5 will be in 2031. <laughs> this is an actual, this is from a, okay. a, a Variety article. And mm, then a yeah. pair of untitled Star Wars films are going to be pushed back to 2026. I, I did. I did know that they greenlit like four of those at once, uh, and Avatar, Avatar Two yeah. made a ton of money. So, you know, they justified themselves. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that we're going to have some time to take a deep breath and get off the sequel of, or the uh, the train of never ending sequels that seems to have been going on for the last few years. Like you, every once in a while, you get a new bit of intellectual property that they just can't resist serializing. So I'm sure that like, there's already talk about Barbie too. Oh yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer too. Uh, no, <laughs> really. Oppenheimer really too, Kennedy. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, maybe there's going to be a bunch of procedurally generated AI content. What I really hope is that they just take a breath and like there are a lot of good movies that have come out and a lot of good streaming content, streaming shows that have been published in the last few years. Like nobody's caught up on them, and so we got plenty of content, yeah. guys. There's plenty of yeah. time. You can take it, take a take a spell. They still have a broadcast TV schedule to fill, though. There, people still watch that. Yeah, but those people are all going to be dead pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> They can't stand it. When the climate really starts warming up, they're, they'll, you know, the pacemakers give in out. In the next, so. like, two months. Yeah. No, no, not in the next two months. In the next, no. I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> Broadcast yeah. TV is over in 20 years. Mark my words. Sports accepted. Okay, but speaking of good media properties, uh, Jake, you got to tell... Because I don't yeah. think Jason has seen Did, Barbie. Have you seen... Have, I haven't hey, seen any of this. You haven't seen nope. any of it. Jason, nope. have you seen any of it? But I... I only one. I would oh like to gosh. ask Jason if he'd be willing to give up any claims to spoilers and like we're like are we both just totally fine oh, with jake can talk I, about anything he wants no i'm well, not gonna I mean, i'm not gonna oh. go spoilers okay yeah. no spoilers. Um, okay. okay i'll tell you like so uh i was stoked for this because um i guess i guess this will just be like a, a recommendation drop in the middle of the actual topics okay. but um i love greta gerwig the director behind barbie 
I was early in on Greta Gerwig. Uh, uh-huh. Lady, she's made <laughs> like three total movies. You're a Greta uh, Gerwig hipster. Yeah, I'm a, like what is early in? Cool. I'm a Gerwigian. I don't really I don't know, know her, her, name is. her oeuvre. So like, what is early in? What is the, what is the, I don't mean to put you so on the spot, but. Early, early in terms of the general population, not film people. But so um, she is, a, she started as an actress, I think. Um, there's like some indie movie she made like 10 years ago that, that had a budget of like 300 grand, um, as a, that she made as a director. People liked it. I haven't seen it. Um, I'll probably try to find, see it now. Um, but then she was an actress in Francis Ha. Have you guys watched that? Nope. No, I've never even heard of that. It's a good movie. Um, it's like a, it's a very like Oscar-y movie, if you know what I mean. Like character study kind of thing. Yeah. Oscar. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's what I thought Lady Bird and Little Women were going to be, which are mm-hmm. the the two major movies she's made before Barbie. And Lady Bird, Lady Bird kind of was. Well, I, did you, you watch Lady Bird? No, I'm just saying it, they won a bunch of awards for it, right? Yeah. Well, they got I'm not sure what they won, but they got nominated. She got nominated for both of these. Yeah, it was Oscar nominated, in, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I say Oscar, I mean, like, you know, uh boring that's that's what i right, mean okay. important uh high quality acting and, and performances but like super understated right um and so like there's always like one like darling like that where it's like you know shakespeare in love or whatever it's just about like, like a that. florist and like one flower and that's the whole movie yeah and it's in black and white uh yeah, and Francis Ha was Francis Ha was that. It was it was in it was good, but it was like a character study of it was like a very good character study of somebody I didn't care about. Um the <laughs> as opposed Critics to Critics Rave, a very good character study about somebody you don't care about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um and but Lady Bird and Little Women were like very, very good. Like if that's what if that's what I've been missing by saying, oh, that's a boring Oscar movie, I would be I'd be lining up except I've watched the hours and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And Trumbo anyway. um, Let it lady bird. Super good. Little women. One of my favorite movies of all time. And I have no connection to little women, the books or any of the previous adaptations. Mm. Uh, So I was in on it early. I led. Uh, uh, and I was really excited for what she would do with like a real Hollywood budget um, and everything that has come out about the movie. But what's your guys perception of the like the marketing is everywhere. What's your perception? What was your perception of the movie before it came out of the Barbie movie? Yeah, the Barbie you movie. go, Andrew, starting with um, Barbie. <laughs> it's hard to disentangle my perception prior to it coming out from your cheering for it uh, really, really loudly from Slack and, and on all the media, all yeah. the social media platforms <laughs> That's that I follow you. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, I mean, I, I would assume that I would assume that it was going to be sort of a, like a goofy, like it's going to be something that we'll look back on in 10 years and can't believe it was ever made. Like, it just seems like a terrible idea. And so I probably yeah. kind of proceeded from there. Yeah, I yeah. Had, I think I probably assumed that it would be like a bubblegum pop sort of yeah. like summer summer romp that's just like, yeah, okay, this is uh, good summer vapid entertainment. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I'm, I'm sure when I heard that Barbie movie, a Barbie movie was being made, I was like, who the heck wants this? Like, what what even is a Barbie movie? Um, that sounds very stupid. 
Is it even um, still popular as a brand? I mean, that's something I would yeah. have thought too. Is that even really something that it's sort of like how the Super Bowl halftime uh, performer is almost always someone mm. who hasn't been popular in like 10 years. Yeah. You yeah. kind of see if you can kind of feel the, this was f- like thought up in a boardroom full of people that are 47 years of age or older. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they've been trying to make a Barbie movie since like 2014 or something. Uh, and then Greta Gerwig wrote this thing that is like, it's funny because the movie is, uh, very directly addresses that many people hate Barbie now. Um, okay. And so it's very, it like in a way that I <laughs> apparently Mattel had a brief, had like needed to have a meeting once they'd seen that there was this like, uh, there was this rant about how terrible Barbie is like right. mm. in the movie, they have a, yeah. all of the arguments about how Bar- Barbie is terrible for society. Um, and which I've heard before. Right. Um, sure. Anyway, uh, I was I was in on this early. I spirit. I made it a thing. We bought tickets early. Me and my wife went. I asked her to go get us pink clothing so we could wear pink. And we, I get to the theater. The theater is popping like crazy. <laughs> I have not. I have never seen the theater like this. And I went to I went to Endgame. The thing is, you go to Endgame. I went to Avengers Endgame, which I, you know biggest weekend in history. Yeah. Uh, but everybody's dressed normal here. Everybody is dr- dressed in pink and is just like so happy to see each other. It's it was a totally new experience. Do you think? That's um, a little, I mean, obviously, that's a little post COVID kind of. I can't believe these things still yeah, happen. Type. We're okay. back yeah. together. There's right, a little yeah. bit of that for sure. Right. Um, as for the movie itself, I definitely I definitely don't want to. I don't want to give away very much, uh, but um, it, it's like, uh, and so, and then I saw uh, Oppenheimer the Oppenheimer the next day. I really liked Barbie. Um, the and I've been encouraging people to watch it. It's just something totally new, something very different from what's out there. Mm. Uh, and it there are some moments that are so amazing, and some moments that are so funny. Uh, and like laser targeted at like it is so specific there are some movies where they're like we're trying to be we're trying to be timeless as a movie this is not that at all this is like we are making fun of millennials that went to college between the years 2006 and 2010 that's who we're making fun of um okay and but or and also um and also like specific habits of people, even when it doesn't apply to me or anybody I knew, the specificity was so funny that they were at, that like, I know people, I know people who this would apply to. And it's so funny that they're being called out specifically. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend anybody watch it. Uh, there are definitely like some clunker moments in there, but the moments where I was just like levitating from how amazing or how funny it was. This is like, you can't get that anywhere else. So um, Jake, was it feminist propaganda? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is explicitly feminist. Sure. Um, yeah. It's would you, it, it's not anti-man. That's right. something I've seen. That's, sa- said. Yeah, okay. Sure. Well, I'm going to stop you right there because uh, Ben Shapiro explicitly <laughs> said that it is indeed anti-man and that all, I think, I think he said all the Ken's are, are, are gay or gay men. 
is what he said. They all, all the Kens in the movie are. Have you not heard this? He had like a 46 minute review. First of all, apparently, I only watched a couple seconds. I do know that part. Yeah. I can't stand the guy. But I won't put it on. He throw well, this part is great. He wants to, he clearly wants to set a Barbie doll on fire because that's a super sane thing for a 39 year old man to do. He puts it in the garbage and he then, or I'm sorry, he tries to throw it in the garbage. Clearly misses in the video, does not get it in the garbage. <laughs> but in the next jump shot, it is now in the garbage and he throws the match on it. So, like, they That's stop funny. filming. All right, you know, don't worry about it, Ben. We'll fix it in post. They pop the Barbie in the thing and then burned it. But yeah, he said it was uh, yeah, all the Ken dolls, all the, uh, not Ken dolls, sorry, all the Kens are gay. And the quote I pulled out was, it's as though you're going to make Toy Story, except the toys are all evil, they're all bad, and you're supposed to hate them and you're supposed to burn them. That was a quote well, from his review of Barbie. Well, that, Barbie is, that is not the correct takeaway of Barbie. Okay. Barbie I'll, and I'll Ken were that. in, they were in Toy Story. And were they? They're, they're, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, not Toy Story 1, but Toy Story 3, I think, the one where they were at the daycare center. Like they were pretty explicitly in that one and very explicitly not gay. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I think I mean, well, the reviews. I the reviews of his review. I were was reading. Were saying like, honestly, I'm concerned for him. Like, the, like I don't know if he's okay right now. Maybe somebody should go check on Ben. No, I I think what happened was so there's a joke in the in the you know Ben Shapiro. I did not know this, but apparently he's like an amateur like screenwriter. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a fun. joke. Great movies. Yeah. There is a there is a joke specifically directed at dudes who are too into movies. Um, And I think he got sniped like real hard by that. I got sniped by one of those jokes and I just thought it was I was just like, oh, they got me. They got me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I'm a trope. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) But like Uh, you have some self-awareness in a way that you can uh, like hear a joke about yourself or a joke that's targeting you and be like, oh, yep, got me. And Ben Shapiro hears a joke about himself like that and his whole identity collapses. So that's great fun for everybody. But uh, the it's not feminist propaganda. It's definitely pro woman. Sure. Uh, it's not anti-man. Yeah. Uh, the men are portrayed very sympathetically. There's a, I have heard people say that, um, uh, you know, like, oh man, they talk about the patriarchal patriarchy all the time, not ironically. And the funny thing is like, it's, they use the word patriarchy all the time, but it's like, what if you were a, a, a blank human being with no knowledge of our culture uh, you ha- you know how to read and write and everything, but you have no knowledge of our culture. Then you heard the word patriarchy, had to figure out what it meant in 10 minutes. And that's what you think the patriarchy is. That's what that is like. It is played up. So it is so funny the way that they use the word patriarchy in this movie. Anyway. Oh, it's like somewhat tongue in cheek, like not tongue in cheek, but I, it's I see not. What it, yeah, it's not. It's like a very. Yeah, it, there's a lot of layers there. I, I, anyway, this is one of the, one of the reasons I recommend it with all the cultural baggage that we have in 2023 around the term, like set aside because they're just doing it like tabula rasa. Like we, we are, we are applying the term patriarchy to, uh, do I have this right, Jake? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it's, it's in conversation with how we actually use the word, but it's all like as a, it plays into this fictional world. Uh, that they're in because they're in a, a weird world where Barbies are walking in and out of the Barbie world. Yeah. You know, right. um, anyway, 
I don't want to give up, give away too much, but it is that when patriarchy first starts getting discussed, it's, it's very funny. So uh, uh, with Jake standing for the Barbie movie so hard and standing for Greta Gerwig, uh, I do want to take my chance to make a mid episode or I don't know, near the end of the episode uh, recommendation <laughs> of uh, there is as annoyed as I am with Michael Barbaro and uh, the daily podcast, there is an excellent episode from last week, maybe the week before where they uh, did interviews with Greta Gerwig and like the whole episode is devoted to her in anticipation of the Barbie movie coming out. Very, very good episode of The Daily, probably because Michael Barbaro is not on it. Uh, but hmm, <laughs> wow. just, uh, hmm, are we starting hmm, our first uh, interpod, hmm. interpod ri- <laughs> rivalry? Hmm. No, he's no, nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, really great episode on there. It talks about her. And now looking at her forecast for what's in her future, I am psyched. It looks like she is uh, going to be directing the film live action version of Snow White. Uh, she wrote that. Awesome. She's not directing. Okay. Got it. Oh yeah. She'd done work on the screenplay. Okay. Uh, and it looks like she has been hired to write and direct two adaptations of CS Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. Like, Mm -hmm. yep. Great. I'm here for it. I don't know which two she's getting because we just did a few years ago. What, um, the line, the witch in the wardrobe, Prince Caspian and the Dawn Treader. But like yeah. she's doing other ones. Like yeah. she's going to great. Right. Awesome. She hasn't said which ones she's going to do. Uh, but I, I'm excited for whatever her vision is for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The people who are upset with Barbie, I feel like will lose their minds over uh, her adapting CS Lewis's works in any way. Right. <laughs> I don't th- the thing Maybe. is the the Lady Bird and Little Women were less were less explicitly feminist than Barbie is. Like mm, Barbie gotcha. is uh Barbie t- talks directly about like women's issues and that's part of the central the central themes. Right. Like uh, it's it's based it's not the whole movie, but it's a big part of the movie. Uh as opposed to Little Women, like it's there. Right. Life as a life as women is there. The, you know, uh, the, how the way the world treats women is there, but it's not right. like the feature. Um, gotcha. it's not okay. the point of the movie. So, uh, you know, there, there's a million, I, she's clearly very versatile in what kind right. of story she can tell. Uh, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it has, uh, if it has an edge that maybe we're not used to seeing in Hollywood so much. Yeah. Tell okay. me about, uh, I did see about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer though. Yeah. What yeah. about Oppenheimer? What did you think about? What, was what that about a movie that for women or not? That was good. It's Oppenheimer for women. It is, it is funny going from Barbie to Oppenheimer, which are like so, so different. Um, Oppenheimer is great. It's a Chris Nolan movie. Right. Uh, you know, there's not, it's funny cause there's, you know, an atom bomb ends up blowing up. Um, in this movie, I thought you said you weren't going to do spoilers. <laughs> yeah, that's the spoiler. That's the <laughs> <Right>. spoiler. Um, <laughs> but there is there is like a twist to it. Uh, with a a twist is the wrong word, but Splice. I didn't know what happened with uh, Oppenheimer after the bomb blew up. And um, he's like anti nukes, and he gets his security clearance cleared, uh, taken away. Right? And doesn't he get? Doesn't he like die on an island somewhere? Did he die on an island? I don't. That wasn't part of the movie. Maybe he didn't. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Uh, How he died was not part of the movie. Um, But yeah, there's like there's a bunch of stuff that came after based on things that he said. 
Yeah. Or like, and the things he did once he was a famous bomb bomb guy. Um, <laughs> and I think it was, uh, and it's funny. Some people hated that part of the movie. Um, I liked it because the rest of the movie, it, it was very well done. Exactly what you think it's going to be, which is here's, here's this guy on a project. You've seen the, 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 you know, problematic genius story a million times. Right. Uh, and working on a project to until it comes to fruition, fruition, and it and it wins. Um, it's just like very a very well executed version of that. Um, there are some Barbie and Oppenheimer share the fact that there are some scenes in both of them that are just total clunkers. Like why why is this here? Uh, but they both are excellent despite that. Um, and for a lot of people with Oppenheimer, it was like the second, it was the third, last third of the movie to them. Wasn't that good? But mm-hmm. the, the, while Barbie has like a ton of scenes that are like, oh my, this is incredible. A ton of jokes that just land. Um, right. Robert Downey, I would say the acting performances really like pulled, like really shine in Oppenheimer, especially Robert Downey Jr. Who it plays a character that I didn't know. I was like, is this a real guy? Yes, mm. it's a real guy because um, I didn't know the history right. uh, and he's and he's awesome at what he does. And, and Killian Murphy was great. It was all great. And by the way, Margot Robbie and oh, uh, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, maybe will get nominated for an Oscar for Ken. He is so dang funny. I know they usually don't give that to comedic performances, but it's like one for the ages. I'm going to be thinking about his performance as Ken and Barbie. Like it just, it just pops up in my head multiple times a day right now. Mm. Um, Do you think, so I, I mean, I, Oppenheimer feels to me, like you were saying, uh, Oscar-y movie. It seems to me like a movie yes. that has to win. You just have to sort of perfunctorily give them something. Yeah. I mean, there it's definitely going to get nominated for something. Cause I mean, it's a very, it's a very good movie. Right. Um, it's, it's hard comparing the two because I'm a person that really values taking a big swing and Oppenheimer isn't a huge swing. Um, right. It's, I mean, it's very good. In some ways, it's a huge swing in that he put a lot. Of, they put a lot of money into a three-hour biopic, uh, with sure, not yeah. with no shooting or anything like that. Somebody yeah. that doesn't um, have really a lot of name recognition outside of like histo- you know historians or people who are you know even amateur historians interested yeah. in history. Unless you're like a World War II buff, you, you don't really. Yeah. You've heard the name in passing. You've you heard it. You've heard. Yeah. You've heard. Right. I am become death destroyer of worlds. Maybe right. because you've uh, because you played Civilization. Heck yeah. And so, uh that's that i was like wait a second how do do normal people know this or do i just know this because it's said to me like a million times every time i play civ 4 and i get uh and i get the nuke tech i get (laughs) leonard nimoy saying i am become death destroyer of worlds um anyway I don't uh, think most people know that it's from while we, we, while you're talking about it, just to, I'll do my little recommendation here. There's a book in from 2005 called American Prometheus. I think it's like, uh, it's got a thing after the colon American Prometheus, the triumph and tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer. And it's by uh, Kai bird. Really good book. It's uh, especially good. Uh, well done on audible. If you, this is not an ad for audible, but if you're an audible user or uh, Libby is another, you can get audiobooks through your library. A really good book long book but super interesting uh tells the whole story of oppenheimer and i think would be a good uh i could see it being useful i assume prior to watching the movie but also just if you're into the movie go find out more about the guy 
For further reading, check out yes. <laughs> American Prometheus. I've already seen the movie. Why would I? You know? That's all that happens. I don't yeah. read. I did. I did buy a. Well, I can't recommend it. I just bought a a, a new book, a, a few new books based on recommendations from other people. Anyway, I shouldn't. I I'll wait until I've actually read them to talk okay. about it on the podcast. <laughs> all right. Good so story. I think that concludes yeah, our movie cool story. Cool story, bro. Anyway, we'll move on now to our our, our usual uh, uh, complaining about the the actions of Elon Musk. Right. Every can week I, we have. Can I make yeah. a bunch of DMX puns during the segment? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, obviously the, the main point here is that uh, a few days ago, it's not important when uh, a few days ago overnight, it seems Elon Musk decided he was changing uh, the name of Twitter to X because he's going to build the, the everything app. Well, yeah, he's going to give you it to know you. it. And he's, he's going to build the everything what? app. And I, I have, I have a lot of questions sort of chief among them is he's pushed this idea of, so he had X.com. He got started with X.com. Him and Peter Thiel was an online banking platform in like 1999. That's how he made basically all of his money was X.com. It was the precursor to PayPal. I think PayPal acquired X and then he became CEO of PayPal, whatever. It was basically an online uh, money uh, sending and receiving platform before that was really a thing. So he's been obsessed with X for some time. Um, he's been talking for a while that he wants to turn, he wants to create this X, the everything app. And that's sort of all he's ever said. It's going to be a marketplace. It's going to be, it's where you trade your stocks. You know, everyone does that all the time. It's going to be how you send and receive money, et cetera. And then uh, I think two weeks ago when we talked about the last time we had our Elon Musk segment, <laughs> which was the last time we recorded, um, we talked about he was starting a, a generative AI uh, model, yeah. right? There was another like X, X, G, XPT, XAI. XAI, yeah, whatever, right? So now he's just renaming Twitter to X. And what that would suggest to me is that Twitter is the everything app. And that is really strange to me. All the things he has said that he wants this app to be able to do, why you would think you could take Twitter and hammer that into those things rather than vice versa, I don't understand at all. But wait, I'm confused. Isn't there already a social network company that has a uh, trademark for X? And isn't there already another tech company, like a tech titan company that has a trademark related to X? There's 900 of them, apparently. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? What do you know? Some patent attorney did a certain... He was quoted in a lot of like CNN and several others. Like 900 or 950 different, uh, you know claims on X of some sort, right? But yeah, Meta has uh, something for the metaverse stuff. I don't know. They For some reason, they have X. Then you have uh, Microsoft, right? For anything involving gaming, apparently they have something from when they first uh, trademarked Xbox-related sure. marks. And then his logo... So the way he announced <laughs> yeah. this right, was, was overnight, he said that uh, if somebody can like come up with a good logo, you know, we could do this now. And someone, I assume earnestly, I don't think it was a troll. I, I initially thought when this all played out that this guy had like sort of pulled one over on Musk and this was a joke. He sent them, had sent him a little video of a logo that he, he designed. But as it turns out, it is the X.org logo for uh, the Linux window manager. It is a logo. It, there's a million different logos that basically look exactly like this. Mm-hmm. So I imagine he's just about to be inundated with trademark disputes from all these different holders that <laughs> hold that X, that particular, uh, um, uh, this is where I show my, I'm not an IP uh, lawyer. It's not, it's not just a trademark, right? It's like the, tr- it's a trade dress. What is it where the actual logo is 
um, like stylized in this particular way. It's not just about the X. It's about, is that just a trademark, I guess? I do believe it's called uh, trade dressage, like for the horses. Trade. Now you're just messing with me. <laughs> yes, I am yeah, just okay. messing with you. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it is, people are going to be mad is what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, this seems like a stupid idea. At Elon? Yeah. Like yeah there's, a like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a million reasons why I think it's stupid. But like one of them, which I think is one of the more boring reasons why I think it's stupid, which is like... Why wouldn't you just make it Twitter by X? Everybody knows Twitter or something like that because you Facebook don't by Meta. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Google you know, by something Alphabet. Like, that. like right. everybody knows Twitter. You can still make it X, but this is the Twitter functionality of X instead right. of trying to make everybody say, well, I'm not sure if this is real, but making everybody say Zeet. X-E-T. Is that real? Yeah. What? That's uh, uh, and it's so funny because they, but they are clearly not doing that because they renamed all the Twitter accounts to X, except for X, except for Twitter movies. Uh, because if they changed it to X movies, that would be the same name as a pornography service. Outstanding. So they can't. Next, well, you know, <laughs> next thing you know, uh, tweet is going to be a slur according to Elon and it's going to be banned from the platform. Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, so the, the other place they've not changed because this is so jankily done and which ma- makes me think that it was genuinely an overnight decision. Sure. Is, uh, as of earlier today, if you go to twitter.com and you're not logged in, the little button that says either log in or, or sign up says log into Twitter or sign up for Twitter. Mm-hmm. So the service still seems to be Twitter. It's twitter.com. I, I, I'll actually do a real time thing here. Does x.com take you to Twitter yet? Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. But, it it, but again, it, it redirects morning. you to twitter.com. It does not uh, hold you at x.com. Right? right. So if I go to x.com mm. slash my uh, um, handle, I assume I don't. Yeah. It's, it redirects you to twitter.com, the handle. Right. So it doesn't, it's not been changed over in any meaningful sense. It's just a redirect. It's like a 503 redirect, basically, is what it's called. So it's a very simple, like, domain yeah. thing, like you would do to just redirect your your name to your WordPress account or something. And so I just I just went to my Twitter homepage for the first time in forever, uh, and uh, I, I it's been a while. Uh, when I go to the little navigation bar on the left hand side of it, on when I'm running it, you know it in a web browser. Uh, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance tied up in this because it looks like I'm clicking the button to close the window with that X in the top left hand corner. Like, yeah, this is yes. Just so I've done that a few times. So yep. boneheaded on so many levels. Like the UI yeah. is the X of an ad overlay, right? You know, that, that X that is not a browser X, but is the, like, say you go to a website and it has some sort of like one of those annoying things saying, well, you know, won't you please turn off your ad blocker? Right. That X yeah is the X that you would click to close that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's in a different location. Usually those are in the upper right-hand corner and this one's, you know, in the corner where every Mac user is going to look for it. And I know we're small in number, but whatever. It's one out of every 10 people, but like that's right where I would expect to click. Yep. And y'all know that the reason why he owns X.com is because he bought it in like 1999 for because he wanted PayPal to be called to be called X, X.com. Or le- well, uh, was it PayPal? Well, then he had to buy it back in 2017 from PayPal for an undisclosed oh, okay. sum, though. Huh. So, so yeah, it it merged into PayPal, and he was really upset about that. So, like one of the first things he did when he had, you know, gobs of money was buy it back from PayPal. <laughs> so he's had it for some time. Okay, but yeah, he's obsessed with X. I think one of his kids yeah. is named X, right? This is yeah. This is like, uh, you know, those guys who like their entire personality is about getting their 
their old girlfriend or old wife back, but except it's yeah. PayPal and naming PayPal X.com <laughs> instead of PayPal. But also like being re- really, in, I feel like I know all these little decisions he makes. I feel like I know him better and I can sort of identify him with like kids I grew up with in terms of like being obsessed with the letter X. It's mm. the kid that like was way too into sharks in elementary school, just would like tell you shark facts all the time. It's then the they kid, got really, <laughs> it's the kid who drew this Stussy S everywhere. Yeah. Is that what that's called? A Stussy? I don't know. This, I thought no, it, no, that's brand. a that's a myth. But I, but I'm fine with it. The the cool S, yeah. The six lo- the six sort of slash lines, and then the connect them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's kind of roughly gem shaped. Right. Yeah. The 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 urban legend was that that was an old logo for Susie, the skateboarding brand. But it oh, turns okay. out that's not true, uh, and it's that's not the origin of it. But I, I'm not sure anybody's actually figured out what the origin of it is. Is this that Stussy never had that logo? Um, yeah, this, this seems stupid. So and then I didn't hear the rest of the story, but apparently they were pulling down the Twitter logo off of the actual headquarters. They had already like, you know, yes. uh, projected a big X onto the, onto the headquarters. Then they were pulling it down and the police got called. I don't know what, yeah. what that was about because I assume it's like, yeah, you need a permit. You need a right away permit for yeah. that. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, to have a uh, crane on the sidewalk and yeah. be prying the, the bird off your, your, your <laughs> building. Prying metal letters off your... Yeah, I, you can't just I'm, do that. Yeah. I'm surprised that they're bothering with putting up a new sign on that building yeah. because I assume that they're not paying their rent and they're going to get evicted soon. <laughs> That's true. It's <laughs> true. Uh, this, this kind of feels desperate to me. Like, yeah. Not to increase use of Twitter. I don't really think this is going to affect Twitter other than people just thinking it's stupid. But yeah. like this to me makes me think that Twitter is going to go bankrupt sooner rather than later. Yeah. And so he wants to fulfill his dream of having X, the everything app, even if the everything app is a complete and total bust and doesn't actually do what it they he says that it's going to do. He just wants to say, yeah, I built X, the everything app, even if all it does is tweet and do a bad generative AI. And by the way, after that, uh, speaking of the AI, um, Facebook came out with Llama 2, its own AI, and it's open source or like semi-open source. Open source people would say it's not open source, but but it's free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For, yeah, it's more open source than open AI for sure. Right. Um, And apparently it's very good. I've heard. Um, It seems it. Yeah. 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 So from the, the, he, I agree with you. I think he, he's, desperate um jack dorsey and some other people were saying were weighing in and saying like well you know there's a lot of baggage that comes with the twitter brand and so x is you know this might <laughs> be a good now. move yeah there is now i mean that, that's the thing is like it's all spoken of as though it's just like a law of nature it's just sort of gravity when he bought it it was you know some people who had been on it there was baggage then there was yeah, there was ba- then. yeah there's but sure. it's gotten a heck of a lot now worse it's even worse six months that's the thing now right. it, this is i i have a theory not it's not a theory I don't think anybody planned this on purpose, but when they, when X goes bankrupt, they're going to come out and then the way this will make Twitter more valuable because they'll be able to pretend none of it happened and say, Oh yeah, that was the X era. We're back to Twitter. Uh, and it'll be, right. they'll be they'll able spun to off and restart it. And oh, look, the birds. Yeah. Are they'll be able to, so um, yeah, they'll be able to cu- couch all of the bad decisions that have been made over the past six months or whatever, eight months and be yeah. like, Oh yeah, that was the bad X era. We're back to Twitter. Yeah. Uh, even history though Twitter compresses never made money either. So His- history compresses things. So yeah, it'll all just look like it's all 
yeah. all of one era. Yeah, that's the Musk era was was the X era. I could see that. I mean, I could also honestly see this just kind of being the end for Twitter. Uh, another step on the road. Another the another end. cut of the thousand yeah. cuts. Yeah, because I mean, the whole thing is every once in a while I forget and then I'm amused again that he was compelled to buy Twitter. That like every time he talks about all the things <laughs> yeah. he wants to do with it, yeah. you need to remember that he didn't want to buy it. Right. Yeah. It, it's clear he didn't want to buy it. That is crystal clear. He spent a lot of money trying not to buy it and then spent a lot of money on it more than any you know rational person would spend. You I could if, if you dumped forty six billion dollars into X, the everything app, just building it from scratch, you'd be way closer than he is right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I think probably what happens here uh, is uh, that Jeff Bezos comes in and buys the smoldering ashes of what was once Twitter, turns it around, and uh, this is his Steve Jobs moment coming back to Apple after the whole next uh, stuff uh, and uh, then invents the iPod. So Jeff Bezos right. or some other, like, uh, you know, kind of despicable, but also in some like niche ways, likable uh, tech billionaire comes in and uh, rescues Twitter. And uh, yeah, I I think that's what happens on the next, in the next few months. That would be a great troll for Zuckerberg to just say, okay, so you're moving to X.com. Your Twitter's doesn't exist anymore. It's going to be X. So sell me twitter.com and and that's it. (laughs) Nothing else. Just twitter.com. And then have him spin up and then a, directs a, the threads. Yeah, redirects the threads and just like Beautiful. sort of stylized threads more or less to look like Twitter was and see like okay, let's see who wins here. Right? Like your X.com thing that has all the users technically, but no one knows what this is. I mean, just you think about like casual users of Twitter that weren't online for a little while and they log in and the whole thing has changed and it seems like a different service entirely. You're gonna lose a decent proportion of users just owing to that. Right, like older users and not necessarily technologically savvy, that is super jarring, right? Uh, yeah, that and that uh, the thinking about that, I was like, wait, it's it's threads, threads website is threads.net, isn't it? They don't actually own yeah. threads.com. And I just looked, looked it up, like, yeah, they don't own threads.com. Right. Was, so buy and, twitter.com, and there you go. You don't yeah, need they Elon, you're not using Twitter's, it. They'd have to get Elon's approval to do that because you know they don't let you. They don't let you cyber squad anymore like mm, they like right. the good old days. Um, but yeah, I think they would definitely get a lot of people just like knowing because Twitter, they're, people are going to keep calling it Twitter no matter what is the thing. Yeah. It's like the Facebook I, meta thing, right? I mean, it, people yeah. refer like even in news reports, they'll refer to the parent company as Facebook. Or yeah. now you're starting to see like meta, the parent company of Facebook, which is yeah. so if you're trying to escape that brand, you're not escaping it. It's no. being repeated every time. Yep. I mean, like it, you're not going to you're not going to get rid of the language tweet and retweet. It's just been used for too long. Yeah. Uh, and X is a bad name. So like people, it's not going to be there's so many confusing ways to say the word X. Yeah. Uh, no, Twitter isn't th- that confusing. So uh, it's going to stick around and I'm sure it'll annoy him. But yeah, yeah. All right, you guys want to quickly uh, just mention that there's apparently aliens, and then we can uh, do our recommendations and uh, yeah. ha- go on with our evenings. Yeah, so yeah, so, one of the one of the like sixth most important thing to happen in the last two weeks, I guess. 
Is that this is a, aliens? This is a real guy with real military bona fides who is testifying in front of Congress about what he believes to be suppressed evidence of extraterrestrial, I think especially aircraft, uh, because there have been these aircraft that have been cited uh, by various like credible uh, Navy, Air Force pilots, uh, and like they're maneuvering in ways that we don't understand the technology of how something like that would maneuver. Uh, right. And so, like, possibilities? Yeah, lots of possibilities. Like, maybe uh, China has come across, has developed a technology that they have kept from. Uh, being discovered that they're using and uh, you know the big uh, weather balloons were just a ruse and they're actually covering up for the fact that hey we've got these things that do things that you can't even imagine yet uh or it could be aliens which one's the more plausible explanation i have thoughts yeah he's so he's the guy you're talking about is <laughs> retired major uh david Grush or Gr- it's G-R-U-S-C-H. I have no idea how to pronounce. I don't want to insult the alien guy. <laughs> Grush. Um, he, uh, he claims that, uh, yeah, we've had, um, we've been aware of non-human activities since the 1930s. And the, the claim is that uh, from mm-hmm. these crashes, biological okay. material has been uh, obtained. So like, I guess a body of some sort. Okay. That's what he's claiming. So it's more than just his claim is more than just like I agree with you. That's what I always think now in the in the um drone era is these are Chinese drones, these are Russian well not Russian drones, but these are Chinese drones and um it's just something they're moving in some way, some technology we don't really have and it's uh surprising that they're able to get over the United States and and that's it. But this seems to be a larger claim. And this was part of I seem to remember like I think in under the Trump administration they like declassified yeah. I remember hearing a lot about supposedly um what was yep. the term? disclosure, UFO disclosure was coming. That yeah. was on yeah. Twitter for a while. Anytime now they're going to they're going to let you know that that actually they have aliens. Yeah. This seems to be the the like this was the big moment and this is the guy. Yeah. The one the one guy. That's yeah. like the <laughs> uh yeah I, that is a main a, a major problem with the thing right is that this is one person is the only guy it's, who knew it's the it's the one guy the retired guy like right. saying a lot of stuff that sounds very similar to like the Roswell stuff that we've been hearing since you know part of the X Files. Right. Um I didn't I don't know. That it's crazy. I hope I hope it's true. I hope that aliens aren't mad at us because we killed one of them. I hope they I hope they are cool. You know um, what I hope is true? I, I don't care. I don't want there to be aliens. Like I I I want us to be alone in the universe. That'd be great. Uh what I hope is true is that somebody has developed way cooler, way better air travel technology. Cause that would be awesome. I'm here for that. Just yeah. to mean somebody by as in like another country. And so like we just I figure mean, it out and that's it. Yeah. Like I, I assume at some point, just like uh, everything trickled down from the Apollo right. uh, program into like, that's why you have a TI-82 calculator when you're in ninth grade or whatever. Uh, like all that stuff trickled down. I want this technology to be real and trickle down to us and, uh, you know, make it not so terrible to get on an airplane or make them go faster or make it so that I can park one in my garage and uh, use it to fly to my parents' house. Like whatever. That'd be really great. I, I agree. It. What always strikes me. So, so I talk about this particular guy. What always strikes me with these stories is how difficult it seems to be to, to suss out whether or not someone's credentials are real in like, major aspects of major portions of the military and intelligence and, and, and these like, you know, 
secret clandestine operations and stuff. There's always these people who claim yeah. I was a CIA agent for 10 years. And then you, investigative journalists that like uncover like you know the abuses at Abu Ghraib prison can't definitively say this person was not a CIA agent. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that seems to be one of those like loopholes that is in society that if you just claim this stuff, nobody can really say for sure you weren't. Yeah. It, it's just yeah. it's, it's the ultimate like yeah. resume padding. Just put in there you're a CIA agent for for a couple of years and really nobody can call you out on it. That's not I mean, legal there, advice. Yeah. <laughs> There's a what if you we were talking about that with Twitter, right? Like if you say if you say you work to Twitter, there's no real, there's nobody that's going to check whether or not you, you actually work there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. And that's so true, there were yeah. a lot of people that were encouraged to say that they used to work at Twitter. Um, right. But like, yeah, it's the verification of info. This is something I, I think a little so about a lot actually, which is like just how difficult it is to verify the information of a person. When I, when I was a, a PD, we one time had a person who was like, that's not my name. Like they're, they weren't in the system. So they didn't have fingerprints that matched to anybody, but they were just like, that's not my name. That's not my name. They keep saying, I'm this guy you got to rest on this right. warrant. That's not my name. That's not my name. Um, and just verifying who somebody is without them, like having a social security card or something like that is mm, like, right. so hard. Uh, especially the simplest if they're not lie cooperative. is the yeah. most difficult one to like actually prove is a lie. Yeah. That's yeah. not me. It's especially uh, hard if they didn't get the COVID vaccine. So you can't check their 5g. Yeah, that's true. You can't they scan can't them and see how many chip. bars. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can leave it at that for our stories. You guys have recommendations that aren't things you already recommended. Mm. Uh, my, I used Microsoft designer, which I didn't even know was a tool. Um, mm. do you, do you guys know about Microsoft designer? I do nope. not. Okay. So I don't know how exactly to tell people how to use it. So it was something that I brought up by accident by using the Bing image generator. Okay. So this is a thing that I'm now using to generate flyers for my events. Okay. If you open Bing as one does, uh, and choose the image generator, uh, the uh which is a thing on the right side of the thing uh right side of the browser uh and you generate an image you can like then choose to customize that image and then it takes you to a whole like free design platform like photoshop in the browser type thing, yeah like, or more like a canva kind of situation okay uh and it's it, it's it's really good. It's really good and simple and easy. And cool. it like it has AI prompts where you nice. can say, "Make me a flyer that says this," and it'll make you a flyer that says this. That's um, really cool. And it's not like per, the outcome isn't perfect, but it, it'll give you a start on a flyer, yeah. uh, which is like saves me a bunch of time. And and it'll make videos too, like short, tiny little videos, but. Stuff Does movement. it then output to something that you can use another application to edit or do you edit within like, do you like, so you said it gives you a yeah. start, then you do the like manual stuff. You can edit it. within it. So like oh, cool. I was, you're able to move the elements in around it when you customize oh, nice. it. That's like, really cool. So it generates it with AI and then you can move the elements around. Wow. Um, okay. And it'll consider the way that you move the elements around when it makes the video as well. And then you download it as an MP4. It's like very simple. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, Microsoft so, is really on the bleeding edge of the AI stuff. Yeah. Oh, Feels yeah. I like it. 
Yeah, feels like it. Uh, I just want to note that my first experiment, which I will not read on here, it's not it's G rated, but uh, designs could not be generated. Something may have response may have triggered Microsoft's responsible AI guidelines. <laughs> so <laughs> there are responsible AI guidelines. I assume that this is related to uh, mine involved Gandalf doing something in like okay. Oh boy, like, yes, okay. it won't let he's a do, wizard. It won't let me. You use protected properties. I tried right. to make a uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, poster and it was like uh no you're not allowed to do that so hmm. yeah whoops that makes sense hmm. life is hard yeah uh recommendation uh i recommended last week final fantasy 16 uh i recommended it uh, somewhat tentatively because i hadn't finished it yet i've now finished it uh it is good everybody should play it it's fantastic if you don't have a playstation 5 to play it on then you should buy a playstation 5 to play it on it is a good game i gotta do that you don't very cool yeah i I will eventually i will uh my recommendation is the book i said earlier but uh uh, just a quick one um in the spirit of doing things other than video games and movies uh walks like after dinner like a long walk like go for a one or two mile walk to the extent you can when there's not uh smoke from canadian wildfires or um you know chinese balloons or whatever the other thing that's going to be that's going to keep us all in the house next uh, really good. We, we, my wife and I sort of took a break. We didn't. We weren't walking for a little while, and uh, I felt kind of crappy. And I got back to it. And I highly recommend uh, exercise every day, even if it's only a little bit. There you go. There you go. No, I, no, no, you can still talk. I started pelotoning. I mean, I, I'm doing it again. Good on you. Nice. Yeah. Now this was the second time I had a Leahy speaking in my ears today. Really? Yeah, What's that? I got I got auto played uh, minimum competence oh, okay. today for uh-huh. the first time in a while. And like, oh, <laughs> hey Gina, nice to hear from you. First time in a while. That's terrible. You're supposed to. Oh my. Well, it, like Sorry. so, in, you're just like the cop backhand. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah.